Welcome, everyone. In addition to LOS Fumar Takes, take 252 tonight, we are doing something special for the Smoking Syndicate. This is a Smoking Syndicate uh, cigar review of the Tatawahe Avion 13 Tuxla, a fantastic cigar that's a series that uh, Pete Johnson and Tatawahe released last year. Three original releases in the Tuxla line. They had, the, of course, the Avion 13, uh, the 7th Kappa, and the um, T110 all released in the uh, the Tuxla family of last year's release and everything. So the Avion 13 is what we are going to be reviewing tonight. And of course it is, um, it was, uh, uh, it was of course made at the uh, My Father factory in Nicaragua. And it is a um, Mexican San Andres uh, wrapper over Nicaraguan binders and fillers. Again, manufactured at the My Father factory, blended by Pete Johnson. And the Vitola is a Figurado, uh, six by seven eighths by 52. So a longer cigar um, and box press. That's something else that's not really necessarily on the on the spec sheet. So uh, we will be smoking that cigar tonight. And uh, Ben, did I miss anything? Uh, price. We have, you okay. have that MSRP? Yeah, so the MSRP on this uh, should be, uh, believe, let's see. Yes, I do. It's $13, $13.95. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and it was 13 um, something. Um, considering a lot of the, 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 the more expensive projects out there, um, that these special projects that we've seen a lot of manufacturers doing everything, this was, uh, um, and, um, I guess the, uh, the mystique or regard that the Avion 13, which I know we'll get into at some point during the conversation, uh, has uh, to keep that moderate of a price point was 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 something of note um, for me. I don't know if how much it was for you. Yeah, no, so, it was for me too, and I was kind of glad to see this one get get the become go under that that Tuxla mantle with the other other cigars too because i always felt when this first came out because originally when it came out it came out with a fausto and then like a cita criollo and i always felt it kind of was like overshadowed by those two well you know i i mean I, I smoked them a lot i know several people did but the buzz was always with a fausto or the like a cita criollo and i always felt like this one just kind of didn't get its due it's fair you know it's fair due so it was, I like to see it come back out. You tried with a Mexican San Andres wrapper, you know, to see what it was like, how would, how this would be with that wrapper. So I was really excited when I saw this coming, and especially for that price point, you know, because we had talked about we'll going to the trade show last year was like how so many people were coming out with limiteds or even new lines that were starting, you know, 15 up to 20 bucks you know or, or even higher some some in the 30s and it's like yeah. where the hell we're going the wrong way <laughs> you know it's these are yeah. getting a little bit too expensive so to see pete release something like this you know that's limited you know it's limited runs every year that it's it's at an approachable price point still which was really well, yeah Exactly, and the the, the Tatsuai seventh was the was actually less expensive at nine fifty, and the T one ten was ten dollars. And this was, and I misspoke earlier. I said thirteen uh, ninety five is thirteen fifty for the Avion. So nine fifty, and these were these were limited releases, right? Like um, I won't call them limited editions because there's there's Pete's done a lot of talking about bringing this back or having right. this kind of in yeah. his his rotation of limited releases. Um, 
2,000 boxes of each. The T110, the 7th Tuxla, and the Avion 13 were released. Um, you know, uh, 25 cigars a piece. So 50,000 total um, in each in each block and everything. So, um, yeah, I thought, but this isn't the only, like we, like we were talking about, this isn't the only Avion 13. Like you had mentioned when it was originally released with the Fausto and the Cusito Acroyo. So, so the uh, the original Tatuaje Avion was the eleven which was a six and three quarter by 48, by 52, 2011. Undisclosed uh, how many were actually released. Tatsuahe Limited Series Avion 2012, which was a five by five and five eighths by 42. So smaller, more like petite figurato. Yeah. Um, and then he did an Tatsuahe Avion 2012, which again, uh, later released. So he did a limited series, and then he did a, 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 a I guess, a more regular limited. I don't, I don't know how he, he would define that. And then there was an Avion Limited seven and a quarter by fifty-two in July of thirteen. This one was really limited. Nine hundred and seventy bundles of ten cigars. Only nine thousand cigars released. That's pretty micro, even for Pete. Yeah, I don't even know if I actually got that one. If I remember, I don't think I actually tried that one either. Yeah, that's crazy. So, and then there's the Avion thir- the, the Okay, so then we, this is an Avion thir- 13 by name. So the Tatsuai Avion you know, 13, 6 and 78 by 52. The original with your, like the blend, uh, August of 2013. And then he actually did this Tuxla in the CRA Freedom Pack for two, 2022. He just didn't have the labels, you know, apparently. But yeah, so like if you got the if you got the CRA Freedom Pack, uh, spring of last year, so about this time last year, the Tatuaje in that pack was this cigar. It just wasn't labeled as such, apparently. Yeah, this CRA packs are pretty cool. They usually have a, some pretty good, you know, cigars. Yeah, he's throwing he's throwing pumpkins in there. He doesn't. Yeah, he yes. doesn't mess around with that. He puts something good in there. Yeah, Fuentes do the same thing. They usually put something pretty nice in there as well. I mean, it's it's well worth the price, the money for that for that. It's, we're talking oh, yeah. about the big sampler, the ones you can buy at the cigar shops. Man, mm-hmm. those these are worth every penny, I think. Yeah, and a great cause, and you know, crazy stuff. So, all right, so Ben, where do we uh, do we take it from here? Do we take a break? Do we no, light it up and then take the break, or how do we do this? We're gonna light it up first, but let's. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll put it up to the camera here so you can see it. Um, this cigar looks freaking gorgeous, man. I, every this will probably be maybe eighth or ninth one of these I've smoked, and every single one of these has had such a beautiful wrapper on them. So so smooth. Mine has a slight oily sheen, but it's not not too too oily. I mean, this cap is perfectly applied as well. I mean, it, it just looks like a day of chocolate candy bar to me, you know, when I look at it, you know, the nice soft box press, it looks fantastic. So mine, I've, I've smoked, uh, this is actually, you said this, you're the ninth one you smoked. This is probably, uh, this is my 11th actually. Yeah. I had to check that earlier. This is my 11th. Uh, this is by far the ugliest one I've smoked um the wrapper's a little bit more rustic on mine um we went over that we talked about this actually in the last two round tables like 
it doesn't bother me. Um, but like, I get what was Coop was saying that night we were smoking the Macanudo. Like if you take the label off and everything, you just put that cigar next to another cigar that has a more pristine wrapper, which one are you going to take? So I, I got that argument, but, um, but I'll tell you what, man, um, man, smelling the foot on this thing and the wrapper, dude, it is so freaking rich, man. That is, that's like freaking Cocoa Puffs on a Saturday morning with cartoons playing in the background, rich. Yeah, I mean, you you really get that kind of dusty cocoa note on it, in you know, a nice woody note behind it as well. It's it's really, I mean, this is I mean, I love I love the aroma of this cigar. Yeah, I'm gonna try to actually cut this at an angle, like we talked about the other night, and see how it does. And check my draw on that. There we go at an angle. See how it does. I've never done that. I thought that was a really cool thing to introduce me to. <laughs> I've, I've I've always done it that way. I've always done it that way. Perfect draw, milkshake draw. You know, it's just amazing. And actually, the flavors I get on this is actually the same as the aroma off the wrapper in the foot. It's like a dry, dusty cocoa and really woody with a little hint of leather. Yeah, I definitely get some leather like on the when you like kind of, you know, lick your lips a little bit. Yeah, but to me, the dominant note is 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 that cocoa, and it it just it reminds me of like like Nesquik or Ovaltine, you know, the powdered stuff, you know, you mix in with the milk. Like I would get I, Ovaltine is the main one I think of because they give it eight to eight when he was little. He wanted you know get his vitamins and minerals in, so I'd mix some Ovaltine in, make him chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. It has that kind of that's that same dusty cocoa you know scent that's on that or like on you know the little cans of Hershey's cocoa powder or whatever that's is I mean it smells and take and get that flavor on it and it's that's aroma on the cigar is the same thing mm-hmm. yeah I just can't I can't get over how rich the cigar smells and like just the dry draw tastes a little bit. Um, I'm still, i get a little bit more. I still get a little, little bit of like dark fruit sweetness too. It kind of reminds me of like, I don't know, really just rich. Kind of like, I don't know. Um, it's not like, it's not like cherry or anything like that, but it's just kind of like a, a more like, f- like fig. Yeah. Like, a, like, like almost like a, caramelized a dark, fig. dark stone fruit kind of a flavor. Yeah. It's good stuff. Fantastic. Let's go ahead and light it up. All right. Sounds good. Let's do it. Do you toast the foot? Yes, a lot. every time. Okay, every time. every time. Yeah, me too. It actually takes me quite a while to light a cigar because I make sure that the foot is well toasted. And I, I don't even, 
puff on it really until it's got a nice glow all the way around. It, sometimes I don't even puff. I just make sure it has a nice little, you know, even burn, and then I start smoking. Kind of helps to keep it a little bit cool. Yeah, like, I definitely toast more when I use a lighter. When I use a match, I toast it still, but I don't. Uh, I just don't have the patience to cool light with a match. It just takes forever. Yeah, with the match, I don't do that. I have a whole separate routine with the match. I just light it real slow and normal and just rotate it in my mouth while I'm taking some pulls and get the match going. Same with like a cedar spill or something like that. I do the same thing with yeah. that. And of all ways to light a cigar, to me, those are the two at the top. I will always would rather use a match or a cedar spill than anything else I have. Always. And no other reason than tradition, honestly. Well, that first couple of puffs were actually tight. Yeah, because it tapered and then, the foot. Yeah. yeah. And then, but like now, like third puff in it, like loosened up completely. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. But to, yeah, it, it, I could get more airflow, but I could, I don't consider it having the draw kind of getting loose. To me, it still has a good resistance to the draw. It mm -hmm. just, it's just a little bit, a little bit more airy now. You know what cigar does that too? The original Neanderthal. You know, with that bell at the, that bell at the end. I call it a bell, like an hourglass figure at yeah. the end. Yeah. So it's like clockwork, man. This this skip uh, makes those things so consistent. Like three puffs, it's like it's tight, and then on that fourth one, it's like it almost pops and just opens and like goes like it's supposed to. It's kind of it was kind of the same thing. It was like two puffs, bam, third puff, pop. It's crazy. That's actually the 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 line that they have that I smoke the least by far. It's it's not in my wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. It's totally not. Yeah. It's totally not yeah. in your range. But let me tell you something. The ageability on those cigars is some of the most stunning of anything I've ever aged before. I mean, they they get when they when you age them, they get more harmonious, a little bit more mellow, and I get I yeah. get more flavor out of it when it ages. And I I didn't know I didn't. So I bought when they first came out. I bought a box of the Interthals. And I smoked a couple. I'm like, yeah, this is this the is biggest, not, the, not the big ass crate. No, no, no. This was the, uh, the when they released them first in the in the the box, the regular boxes, twenty five count boxes. Okay, little boxes. Um, and I forgot the size of it now. The little short fat ones is what it was. Um. Anyway, they you know they come with the you know little razor in there. You're supposed to just cut the little top of it off or whatever, but Anyway, I would smoke. I'm like, holy shit, this is this is too, this is too strong. It's too much lajero. I I, don't, I can't do this. So what I was I originally was doing, I was kind of gifting the people. I was giving them away, and on a move, that was when I bought them when I lived in Houston. Then I moved to Tallahassee, and we got some shipments of the first Roma Craft shipments into the cigar shop my buddy owned, and everybody fell in love with the Neanderthal, but they all like super strong stuff, and we ran out they ran out of them and one guy would come in and buy three of them and smoke them back to back to back 
I was like, I've never seen some shit like that in my life. Jesus. And yeah, it's while he would smoke. Then the week, you know, the other shipment hadn't come in yet. I'm like, that's okay, dude. I, I'll I'll bring you a couple from. I have a box house. Somebody to smoke them. I brought him in. He's like, started to smoke, lit one up. I said, Oh my god! I'm like, what? He said, Man, these are way better than the ones we've been smoking here. I'm like, what? He said, Yeah, they're, they're they got so much more flavor and they're so much smoother and mellower. I'm like, what the fuck? I went home that night and I lit one up, dude. It was like. <laughs> It's like a game changer, man. It was so much better. It was, it was it was so much richer of a cigar that was kind of getting more into my wheelhouse. It was pretty cool, right? So, but anyway, yeah, I, I like the I like the way it ages for sure. I like that blend. It does. I think it does age. I think it like. I I mean I I enjoy it. I enjoy it the way it is off the shelf, but I enjoy how it like age kind of takes the edge off a little bit. Oh yeah. It, that was one that was the most drastic change of any non-Cuban cigar that I've let age for a while. What I'm getting off this one is almost like the same as a cold draw. Some I'm getting is a lot of black pepper, and I get a lot of it when I retrail this cigar. Man, I can really feel it in my sinuses. <laughs> this one has a pretty pretty spicy retro hell for me you know but I'm, I'm still picking up a little bit of that cocoa the cedar um you know i'm getting that kind of like that plummy figgy kind of flavor you were getting but to me it's real yeah. faint like i'm not getting it too strong but i'm getting black pepper now and it's like i was getting something else you hear popping off in the background they're like really going at it with the fireworks right now my poor dog is like hugging hugging my leg right now dex but i'm also getting like a kind of a non this non i don't know i can't really describe that the, it's a there's a sweetness there that's a, it's not just a generic you know sugary sweetness it's there's something is that there's something sweet that's that's coming in it's kind of like it's kind of like um mexican pastry like mex what i call mexican bread like conchas like yeah. that sweet bread mm -hmm. kind of breakfast that kind of thing going on with um i'm getting a faint i'm getting a faint little uh anise like stir anise note that has yeah. that kind of li licorice bite to it I'm not really getting that, but but that's a that's a flavor that I don't necessarily have in my tackle box because I'm not a big I'm not a big anise flavor fan, you know. Yeah. So I don't I don't have enough of experience like what that would probably pick that up in this cigar. But good I, stuff. That it's almost like that cocoa is getting almost like to transform from that dry cocoa powder to almost to like almost like a milk chocolate. I mean, I think that's where maybe that sweetness is coming from the, in the beginning of the cigar. Yeah, this is this is all a good start for me. I mean, yeah. Are we getting anything else besides what we talked about 
besides that? No, no, I think we've, I think we've talked about that. So, um, do we, do we, uh, yeah. take a break here and then go off to the first third? Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll go ahead and smoke this to the end of the first third. We'll be back to give you our impressions. See you in a second. And we're back with another, a, uh, well, not another edition. This is the first edition in collaboration of the Smoking Syndicate and uh, Alos Fumar Takes. We're reviewing the Avion Tatuaje Avion 13 Tuxla, and uh, and uh, we've just made our way through the first thirds. So we're going to give our thoughts on the first third. So, Ben, uh, how how's the uh, how's the Avion 13 Tuxla uh, smoking for you through the first third here today? Me, it's really good. As this cigar burned down from our initial light to what it is now. I'm still getting a lot of a nice cocoa note that, that to me is the primary note. Um, I get a little bit of leather, a little bit of, of like a cedar note, but that, that dark fruit note that we were talking about earlier, Bailey, you got it more than I did originally. I'm really getting it now. And it's like, um, it, it's really intertwined well with the rest of the flavors in there. Um, the black pepper, I got a little bit more on the front but now as it's burning down, the black pepper is fading down a little bit. But I do get more of that in the retro hill. Um, for me, the retro hill in this one's pretty strong. Like I, I can't, I can't really do much of a full retro hill in this one because I get a lot of black pepper for me, and it just it makes my sinuses go go crazy. But I have sinus problems anyway, so that's kind of normal. Um, and for me too, I get a medium to short finish on this. Um, and I would say probably, um, I would say meeting the full body strength and probably full flavor so far. What about you? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the full flavor. I think that was kind of like the the thing for me right off the get. Uh, interestingly, I'll tell you the I'll tell you the flavor note that has not returned with this cigar. The cigar has a little bit. Obviously, this was in the original. Uh, uh, box that i purchased um so it has i guess has about a year of age on it you know give or take um and i thought what's, what was really interesting about this particular cigar is that when i first was first smoking it there was a lot more in addition to some of the flavors that uh, i'm about to talk about and the ones that you've mentioned as well um i got a it was a lot more heavy on the earthiness um with the cigar that I'm smoking today, the experience that I'm having right now, the earthiness is there, but it's not as pronounced as it has been in my previous experiences. Uh, not to say that neither one is good or bad. I just think it's a lot more complex with the age now uh, than it was uh, previously, especially particularly in the first third. Obviously, we've got two more thirds to smoke now. Um, but I'm getting uh, a lot of that rich uh, kind of uh, caramelized fig that we were talking about. It's really deep, very sweet, full flavored, um, as you mentioned. The Retro Hill is perfect for me. It is, uh, it is, um, I do like a little bit longer of a finish. I think if you give it a try, Ben, um, you'll notice that that spice dissipates pretty relatively quickly. It's still a more medium finish. It's not a short finish or anything. Um, but uh, the uh, the leather notes that I'm getting to, uh, the the black pepper on the nose in particular. The uh, the other thing that I'm getting to, like I mentioned a little bit of star and anise, that's kind of dissipated. I haven't I haven't gotten that back since the first few puffs. So that that bitterness is kind of is kind of gone. It's still very balanced, which I really enjoy. Um and uh it, it was a you know pretty good first third. I'm 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 really excited to see what the second third does and to see if some of this complexity uh continues 
um, and differs from my other experiences too, which, you know, which I enjoyed those initial experiences too. So it's, um, it's, uh, it's, um, it's something to look forward to for sure. Yeah. Cause I, I kind of, I know exactly what you're saying. Not, not so much with earthiness, but more of how the flavors of the cigar have changed with age. Because to me, I remember we first got these in and I was smoking them. These, it was the same flavors, but to me, they just like popped a little bit more, right? They were a little bit more pronounced and they weren't so harmonious with each other as they are now. To me, the flavors are still there, but they're kind of like, they're much more, um, nuance and subtle is not the right words for this, but just they're more, it's just more harmonious. Like they're all, it seems like they're working all well together. And they're not so strong. Each each flavor, you know, note is not as strong as it once was. So now it's a little more mellowed and refined to me, to where it's it's it just it's got a better flavor profile overall than when we first got it, right? So yeah, which brings me to something else. But I think I'm gonna save it to the end when we finish the cigar about the what which one you like better. But yeah, I think the first turns off to a good start. So, um, unless you did, have anything else you want to talk about for this one, I think we'll uh, go into the yeah, second third. Yeah, we'll go into the second third for sure. All right, so we'll go ahead and finish off the second third. We'll be back to let you know how it is. See you in a second. Welcome back to another edition of the Smoking Syndicate uh, Cigar Reviews here. Uh, we are in doing a special collaboration today. Uh, we are also featuring this review on Ellos Fumar Takes Take 252. Uh, I'm Barry Duplessy uh, here at the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios of Azel, Texas, and I'm here with Ben Lee of the Tatuaje uh, Studios of Black Mountain, North Carolina, and we're smoking the Tatuaje product. We're smoking the Tatuaje Avion 13 Tuxla, which was released last year out of the My Father factory in Nicaragua. It's got the San Andres uh, Tuxla uh, wrapper. Uh, and then it's uh, got a binder and filler from Nicaraguan. So we're we're this is uh, we're into the second third here. Um, so here are our second third thoughts. Uh, ben, uh, how was that second third? Uh, how did that second third wrap up for you? Um, the second third for me got a little bit more savory and less sweet. Um, like I'm I'm still getting some of the main notes. Like I'm still getting the 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 leather and the the cedar and the black pepper the black pepper is kind of faded a little bit more into the background but now and i don't know if this is from our, our coffee talk earlier but i'm getting that that cocoa note but to me what it reminds me of now is that i'm getting like a little bit of a of a coffee bitterness and like an espresso what it, what it reminds me of mm-hmm. are the chocolate covered espresso beets that's the kind of the flavor that i get now that's it's and it's really freaking tasty because i love those damn things i really do um but i that's kind of where that chocolate note and that coffeeness bit coffee bitterness is kind of coming in and it it tastes really good but it's kind of like i'm not getting really any of that that dark fruit note that you know that stone fruit like you it said figgy but i was thinking more of like plummy kind of something like that i don't really get that anymore like to me it's completely gone for me um, so basically what I'm getting is that chocolate covered espresso bean, um, cedar, leather, a little bit of earthiness, um, and, and a little bit of black pepper. What about you? 
Yeah, for me, the uh, like you said, the richness is kind of uh, kind of fall off in a little bit, but it's still pretty complex cigar uh, in the second third for me. Um, I started getting uh, well, the the fig notes started to dissipate a little bit. I started to get I I, I said at the final of the first third that 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 star and anise had kind of gone away. It came back in the second third for me, so I got a little bit of that licorice note uh, that kind of was balanced by the coffee that we were talking about. Yeah, I totally dig. I totally what dig what you're saying. A real nice earthy espresso kind of kind of sprouted out in the second third. Uh, the black pepper on the nose and on the retrohale was still very prominent for me. Um, the uh, the finish is becoming shorter and shorter on the retro hill, so it's definitely a more medium finish, uh, bordering on short now. And um, the uh, the the interesting note uh, that I noted from this second third was as I as you kind of finish the cigar and you're uh, finishing the puff and you're like the retro hill is coming off in the end of that finish. I am you know I would be putting my tongue against my palate. And I would get this very uh, distinct, but not like overwhelming, but very distinct peanut note. So I'm getting a little bit of peanuts there on the back end. And then that leathery component's still there to kind of balance everything out too. So uh, still balanced, still complex, uh, lost a lot of the richness, uh, unfortunately. I'm hoping uh, it kind of returns a little bit. Uh, otherwise, this, this has the potential to get a little muddled. Uh, I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about it, but I'm keeping an eye on it for this, uh, for the last third. Yeah. I mean, the same here. It, we didn't talk about this, but to me, it's more, I, I still think it's medium, medium strength, medium body and medium full of flavor. Um, I'm kind of with you too. Like to me, the finish got a little bit shorter as well for me, but, um, it still lingers around long enough to where, you know, I'm, 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 I'm satisfied with it. Yeah, definitely. So what we'll go ahead and do is we'll finish off the cigar. We'll be back in a minute to let you know our final thoughts and our score. See you in a second. And welcome, everyone, to the Smoking Syndicate uh, Cigar Review. We are uh, smoking the Tatuaje Avion 13 Tuxla um, from Tatuaje Cigars, blended by Pete Johnson, manufactured at the My Father Cigar Company uh, in uh uh, cigar factory in Nicaragua. It's a six and seven eighths uh, by 52 uh, Perfecto box press um, and retails. I uh, was corrected earlier, by the way, uh, Ben, uh, Jay Davis, who would definitely know about this because he carried him for so long. The MSRP was actually 1250. So I'll correct myself for the third time on this. MSRP is 1250 on this particular cigar. Um, and it was released uh, June of last year. So these cigars are about a year old because he has not done a second release. Uh, that we're smoking tonight and we're wrapping up the cigar with our final third here and giving our final impressions on the final third and then our overall score so uh, why don't you kick us off yeah on the final third to me it's got a little bit more simplistic but not in a bad way so what i'm getting a lot of now like to me i'm that that cocoa note has gotten stronger on the last third for me um, i get earthiness the leather the cedar still um uh, and the, the black pepper is coming back a little bit more, but not not a lot. Now, I was expecting it to be a lot more in the final third, but to me, it's not. It And all these flavors are so smooth. The age has done wonders for the cigar, I will say. And I, I liked it when it first came out. I really liked it when it first came out. But to mm -hmm. me, it's, it's even better. It's better now than it was before. That cocoa note that I'm getting now, too, is is a richer, deeper cocoa flavor for me. 
um, like I equated it, or, or, or not equated it, when I, in the second third, I said I would got like that coffee bitterness that to me, well, first thing that popped up in my head was this chocolate covered espresso beans. I'm not really getting that so much now. It's almost like a really nice high end piece of chocolate you ate, right? I do get still that little bit of that coffee bitterness, but to me, they've almost separated them from themselves now. You know, they're two distinct flavors now. Um, it, and the biggest change for me was that the cocoa note has gotten richer and a deeper flavor on the final third than it did in the other other thirds as well. The finish is still like medium short for me. Um, I would still say medium body and strength with medium full and flavor. That's where I'm at now. What about you? Was there a crescendo of flavor? I wouldn't say it was a crescendo. I don't think it's a crescendo flavor. Yeah, no crescendo flavor for me either. The final third, uh, as I'm wrapping up it right now, uh, this uh, interesting kind of minerality kind of has seeped into it uh, with a little bit of saltiness too, to kind of go along with uh, the dissipating yeah. sweetness that's pretty much virtually gone at this point. Just enough to kind of balance it out so where they, uh, the acridness, the city, uh, this, the acidity and the hotness by getting towards the end of the cigar isn't too distracting, but it's there. Um, ironically, I've had a couple of construction problems here. I know we've been talking and everything, but... Um, well, not construction, but burn problems. I've had to relight the cigar in the final third a couple of times, which is a little annoying. Um, I had a relight in the first third too, um, which was crazy. Um, but again, I kind of attribute that to the to the nature of the fact that we're doing this little we're doing this live, um, so I won't necessarily dock too many points off of it. But I think it's something of note. Uh, it has become a little bit more muddled. I talked about this being a worry for me, and as as I ended the second third. Uh, the earthiness has kind of kicked up that salty mineralness and everything uh, still nice and complex different flavors uh, that I didn't enjoy in the first and second thirds kind of creeping in the nuttiness is still there some peanut, peanuts and stuff like that kind of uh, sifting around and everything so um, uh, but uh, but the final third kind of wrapped up a little to me definitely my least favorite third um, and uh, the flavors kind of bit a game became a little bit muddled not not to the worrisome level that i was worried about it um i've had like i said this is my 11th one i've had a little bit more of that muddled feeling the last third of the few times but uh, the first and second third definitely carried this cigar for me uh, but those were my impressions of the third uh, the last third yeah I, I i agree with that the saltiness um it's it's almost like that the feeling you get on your palate when you eat something with salt on it like uh you know, like a salted chip or something like that, the kind of like the, the salty kind of reaction that your palate has when you eat something with salty. I, I get that. Um, but I did have two two relights, but I attributed them to me completely because they were during our segments where I was talking and I had to come back to it and it was barely lit. So that's on me. And other than that, I've had no construction problems. I mean... It's burning really, really well. Tons of smoke. Yeah. I, a lot of smoke, too. I love that. Smoke up, it's good. Draw's been good. Uh, the, the the burn got a little wonky a couple times, but it self-corrected, which was nice. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, how do we do this, Ben? We do uh, final overall thoughts and a score? Well, we did kind of did our overall thoughts. I'll tell you there. Let's, or, we, yeah. do the, we can do the score. Let's do the um, score. Okay. So, to me, I'm going to write this a 90. Um, I really enjoyed the cigar. I, um, I, the flavor, the flavor profile of it is 
really nice I, I love the kind of the intermix of the sweet and savory notes i really like the the cocoa the espresso the the cedar even the earthiness you know i i don't mind earthiness i don't like it when it's overbearing but i do i do like the hint of it and this this gave me that too mm-hmm. the the final of it with that kind of that the salty that you mentioned um with kind of mingled well with kind of like the sweet cocoa-ness that i had at the end overall i thought the cigar was really good it's actually i think it's my favorite it's my favorite tuxla i think um i was kind of mm. teetering between 90 91 um if the if the if the final third had a little bit more going on um i would it would have definitely been a 91 but i think a 90 is that's what i'm gonna score it what about you yeah, I I just put it down. Uh, just finished it up and everything. Um, I think the uh, you know this is like consistent with the last couple of tatuajes I've smoked, where the final third is just kind of uh, unfortunately brought this overall score down for me. Um, but let's let's put this in perspective. A lot of people talk about it, how like I'm a little bit hard over score and stuff like that. So let's just call it what it is. I'm scoring it at 89. I was fluctuated between an 88 and an 89. Um, it was probably going to be a 90 until I got to the last third, or it's probably going to be a high 89, 90 until I got to the last third. The flares just became a little bit too metal for me. Uh, it, the last few puffs also just got a little bit too accurate for me too. And that's, I think that's just by the nature of the cigar. Uh, the reason I smoked the cigar, so and this is my 11th, as I mentioned, the reason I bought a box and, and everything is I really enjoyed it. Um, outside of the cigar that I smoked, uh, I smoked a couple before I bought the box. I, I really enjoy the first and second thirds of the cigar. I, I think it's 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 a really enjoyable smoke. It's really complex, uh, uh, sometimes beautifully so, um, and um, and it has this this wonderful medium to full body that you were talking about, medium to full flavor, um, and uh, the strength level is 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 kind of is is, on, is more on the I, I would say high mild to medium side. Like you know, it's not an overwhelming cigar to the palate. It doesn't hit you very hard. Um, and it's like the first, second, third really carry this cigar for me. So, uh, for me, uh, it's an 89, um, and, uh, but, and I will absolutely smoke it again, uh, until I don't have any more because I, I I really enjoy the first, second, thirds. It's great. It's a great smoking experience. Yeah. What was your, out of, out of the three thirds we had, what was your favorite one? Um, I, I, I really enjoy the first third, um, even though I had a read light and everything, uh, again, I attribute that to my just talking and stuff, but like, I, I really enjoy the first third. I love the way that the cigar starts off out the gate and uh, it just captures your attention. It's so rich, so decadent, the sweetness, which is completely absent in the final third, which is probably why I don't like the last third. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think at this point, the next few I smoke, I'll just probably ditch it at first two thirds. Cause I enjoy those. Like, like I said, but the first, the first third is definitely my favorite. What about you? Um, I was, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the second third. Because uh, the first third was really good, it was, but it, to me, it's like it's like building up, you know. It's like the the rhythm is starting of the song, right? Mm-hmm. And the second third is where it all just came together. And what really did it for me was I really liked that uh, what I what I was calling the like the espresso bean, the chocolate covered espresso bean, was a it was fantastic. I love that flavor, in in, in any cigar. So mm-hmm. when I got to that, I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. This is perfect. So to me, I like, I like the second third more. Um, it was, oh, it was just because because of that extra note that I got with that. It would just seem like all the others, other notes that we got in the cigar were real harmonious. 
and it was really really a pleasant smoke so to me the second third was my favorite one but the first third was banging a two i loved it really loved it nice nice sweet so Dude. i think we uh got covered that pretty good so if you're watching this on youtube after our live event here please like comment and subscribe and on that note we'll see you next time